What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here and listening to us. I have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, and a Diva Girl Bam, Anumani Santos. And you, you know, I, I want to give her the opportunity to those who don't know her to tell us, to tell you who she is and where, um, where you can find her and listen to her and connect with her. So Anumani, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Majed. It's such an honor and a pleasure. I love this community and I'm happy to be here with you today. Thank you. Um, thank you for saying yes. And uh, I'm super excited to learn more about you and to let our community know you a little bit deeper. So tell us, tell our listeners who you are and where they can find you online and how they can connect with you. Sure. So um, I'm many things, but I usually, you know, talk about that I'm a modern day shaman and a voice alchemist but I'm also an author and an artist. And, and the thing that connects all of those things is um, they're all transmissions. And we're gonna get into this a little bit later, but you know, I really consider myself a channel, a vessel for divine energy. And I always um, wasn't awakened. Um, and so we can get more into that as we move through this conversation. But you know, my, my end goal is really to touch the hearts and minds of humanity to um, just as I, you know, was asleep for a while and then awakened and had help from my soul to help me start to remember what my gifts are and what I was here to do, what my purpose was. I wanna do the same thing for humanity. So my goal is to, you know, be that vessel so I can be the way shower and help others, you know, remember to go within, to connect with that part of themselves and, and connect in with their gifts. Cause we all have something important to bring to the world. And there's something unique in each of you that only you can do in the way that you can and I want to help you connect with that. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Um, and you're such a beautiful soul. And we're going to talk a lot about souls, right? Um, and uh, I'm curious, when did you first become interested in your, in your, where you are now, in your current path? Yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, some people know this and a lot of people don't know this, but I actually started my journey as an electrical engineer and then um, went and got my MBA. And I just had it in my head that I needed to be this corporate executive woman and um, didn't know that underneath, you know, everything that I was feeling and, and everything that I had come into this world, you know, as a child, I was very shy. Um, I was sexually abused when I was like around four, 
But before that, I felt a strong connection to spirit. In fact, I would have these, these I call them flying dreams, where I would feel myself lifted out of bed and I, and I would see myself like flying over the trees and the houses and I could feel the angels with me and I would be like twirling and giggling and I just felt really free and very connected. And then at the end of that, they would put me back in bed and I would wake up. But then life started to happen and I didn't have anybody in my family that was awakened in that way at the time. So um, I remember telling a cousin of mine when I was like seven or eight about out of body experiences that I was having and he said, you're crazy. And because I wanted to fit in and be accepted, I shut myself down and I really just continued living from you know, the outside in, cause, because I actually now know that it really is an inside out job and that it's really from within where we start to awaken and remember more of who we are. So I lived that way, really being driven by a lot of the conventions that, you know, we've all been conditioned to believe that, you know, you have to work hard and choose a profession that's going to help you be successful, right? And I was being driven by all of that, by that outside uh, world. And, but I was really unhappy. And even though I think a lot of people felt like, oh my God, you know, you're really successful. I, I moved from um, engineering, then went into consulting for many years and wor works for some really big companies like IBM and uh, Accenture, they used to be called Anderson Consulting, um, worked at various consulting companies. And it was in 2003, I was working for a not-for-profit in Delaware. And through all that passage, I had gotten married and, and divorced. Um, but it was in 2003 when like my, my life just, I was like in a dark night of the soul. Um, I was, was in such turmoil inside of me that I was having fainting spells and the doctors, you know, couldn't find anything. And I knew that it was stress, that I wasn't happy. And the, and to the outside world, I was wearing a mask because, um, you know, even my family didn't know everything that was happening in my marriage. And, you know, um, it was very unhealthy and, it was October of 2003, I will never forget this. It was one of those um, lucid dreams where I can re still remember all the details till this day. And in the dream, I was in an elevator with three other women. And at the time I was working in New York City, so um, the divine uses symbols that we understand. I was in a skyscraper and we were in an elevator and all of a sudden the ropes of the elevator break and the elevator starts moving really quickly and makes a hole through the side of the building and starts skidding over this muddy water. And I understood later that the muddy water was really the emotions that I was going through. I was in this dark place feeling like I had to be somebody that I wasn't in order to be accepted in the world. And um, I saw this beautiful angel on the side of the 
the river, the water we were passing over. And she pulled me out of the elevator. And then I, um, I remember losing my wedding ring in the, in the dream, which was symbolic of what was coming. And, uh, and then I heard a voice and the voice said, my child, I have a mission for you. Be patient because in time it will all be revealed. And the voice was saying to me, you're not going to understand right now, like what's going on, but something's coming for you. And, you know, I didn't know what the purpose was. I didn't understand it all, but I had so much that completely opened my crown center. So for those who like know about the chakras, the crown center at the top of your head is that has to be open in order for you to connect in with the energies of those higher powers of your soul of whatever it is that you believe in universe to be able to tap into that and we all have the ability to tap into that and it kind of just like shook me from the inside out and my crown opened and i woke up like a lioness um, with this courage like oh my god i need to do something i'm not happy you know, my body's even telling me I'm not happy. I'm having fainting spells. The doctors can't find anything. I was in this dark place, but that dream just like shook me from the inside out and said like, wake up, you need to change your life. And that was the beginning of, you know, so that was what, like 19 years ago now. Wow, it just feels, um, it'll be 19 years, uh, October this year. Yeah. So it sounded like, um, you know, for many years, you were checking the boxes of what society expected of you and what your family expected of you. But, you know, deep down inside and maybe you were suppressing that, too, because, um, you know, you wanted to appease your family. Right. Like, uh, I, I'm going to go follow this track, go to engineering, be a consultant, get married. Right. But deep down inside your true authentic self. Uh, it's not out and it's it wanting to come out right and I, and i love that dream and how vivid that was and and the representation of you being an elevator and like the um the cables and how that's breaking and and falling into um, the muddy water and how that like that's your life right like it's, it's very yeah. cloudy it's not clear and then losing your your wedding ring like it's it's yeah, it's it's very. It, it, I don't even have a word to describe it, but it's like I, I picture this woman who's checking out the boxes that society expected of her, and people thought she's successful, but deep down inside, she wasn't being authentic, and she she's not happy. Absolutely, and I think that's why the title of my book is "Unmasking Your Soul," yeah. because I had to let go, you know, and it was the beginning of letting go because we're, we're always being asked to go deeper and let go. And I think that's the hardest part for all of us. How do you trust in something that you actually haven't been taught to trust? Because we, you know, in corporate America, it's mostly trust the data, trust, trust the numbers, trust the information versus your soul is coming to you intuition. through your intuition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to let go of all that thinking and, you know, start to trust more. So I did trust and, you know, the first action I took was, you know, leaving my unhealthy marriage, but there was a lot that happened that year. I 
the consulting company I was working for, they, um, the CEO um, wanted to close down, so I had to find another job. And luckily, the job where I was consulting ended up hiring me. And that opened up a trajectory. That's, you know, um, I bought a home in Pennsylvania because of that job. And I've been here ever since. And it opened me up to meeting people that were my way showers. You know, we, you know, we all have within us everything we need. And that is a, a constant message I get from my guides and my soul. But sometimes we need a little nudge. And so the nudge can be from a teacher, from a way shower. It can be from, you know, you're watching a movie and all of a sudden you go, oh my God, that's the answer to my question. Or you're listening to a piece of music and you get the answer that you were praying for. So, you know, it's, we become so attached to the noise and to the outside world. We get lost in that and it's very easy to get lost in that because the ego part of us, which is the human personality and the way my guides describe it is, you know, that we are souls incarnate in these human bodies. We come to the earth to learn the lessons and to evolve and grow. But we do it not just for ourselves, we do it for each other. We come here to help each other. And, and as you know, there's a lot of change happening in the world right now. And we're all here to be part mm -hmm. of that change. And it requires us to trust in that intuition and in that small, still voice that sometimes isn't very loud. It may give you a gentle nudge and then it may give you a harder nudge. Like I felt like I was given a harder nudge in that dream, like, wake up girl, you need to wake up. Yeah, I mean, what, um, when you had that dream, right? Um, I'm curious, like how, like, how did you, or where did you find the next step that you need to do? Like, was there, uh, a person or was there, you know, what yeah, was what, different, yeah. different things and all yeah. little things. So <clears throat> one, excuse me, was, um, a friend said, you know, you really need to read this book by Marianne Williamson, which was called a return to love. And for me, mm -hmm. you know, my whole journey has been about that of returning to the love, but the love within, not the love that has any conditions around it. Um, it's, pure love, divine love, it has no conditions. And the soul part of us loves us in that way. Um, mm -hmm. The ego part of us, you know, tries to keep us from moving forward because it's scared. It's, it's the ego's always reacting to something it experienced in the past. And so when all this happened, I was scared. I was really scared but I started listening to, you know, um, people saying like, oh, read this. And then another friend introduced me to an energy healer. And I didn't even know what that was. And she's like, oh, you know, this guy, he used to be an accountant, but he's like a, an intuitive, you know, psychic and he does energy healing. Like you should go to his class. So I took a meditation class that he was doing. And and a woman came up to me and she goes like, what do you do for a living? And, and I was, you know, working um, in a corporate, you know, uh, environment. It was a not-for-profit, but it felt very corporate-like. And I said, oh, I'm, 
in marketing right now and she goes do you know you're supposed to be a healer and wow. i received that but i didn't i still didn't know like what does that mean you know like <laughs> how do i do that um and it was through just taking one step at a time right mm -hmm. i in that class i connected with people i but more importantly i connected with myself again I started to feel like, oh, this is what it feels like when energy is moving through your body. Ooh. Oh, we have these chakras that help support us in our lives. And I started, you know, connecting with that. And it was a book by Shakti Gawain. It's called Creative Visualization. She has some like visualizations in there where you can connect with your guides, like go into this garden and you know ask your guardian angel to come in or ask one of your guides to come in even like spirit animals and that's when i started connecting with my guides and what i found was that it was very easy for me to go into that realm i've always had a very vivid imagination and my little girl she loves to like create things and imagine things so it's like I was being reconnected to a part of me that I had kind of shut down and suppressed because I didn't think it was acceptable in society. Yeah. So when you talk about, you know, like checking the boxes, that is really um, what I was doing. I didn't even know what I wanted to study. Yeah. And I was really confused and I was good in math and science and a friend of my brother said, why don't you go into engineering? And so I did. And it's like I kept listening to the outside world yeah. because I had lost the connection to my soul, to that intuition. And that's what started to wake up after I had this dream and people like nudging me like, oh, you should read this. And, and it just started to wake me up more deeply. And then I started connecting with guides and all of a sudden the healing gifts just started to come in naturally. And I started to, I started with hands-on healing. And so I would have, you know, people lay on a table and I would put my hands on each of their chakra centers and I would have visions. Mm -hmm. And it got to be so much that I had to start recording <clears throat> the sessions because I couldn't remember everything that was coming through. And and then I started, and then I got the guidance, like, ooh, you need to start, like, healing <clears throat> your, your voice. And I didn't know the reason why, but I had a reverend friend, and I'm actually a, an ordained interfaith minister. I was ordained oh, really? yeah, oh. back in 2012. Okay. And it was a minister friend who said, you know, um, I do voice lessons. Why don't we, you know, do some voice lessons to help you heal? And it was really, I was trying to heal my throat from the unhealthy marriage and, and, and also the life that I was living where I wasn't always speaking my truth. It's like yeah. in all of this, I lost my voice of being able to really speak my truth because I was afraid of how people would receive or not receive me. And also I felt like I was, you know, um, giving my power away a lot to the outside world. So I started taking these voice lessons and gosh, there was a lot of crying involved. And I was like, oh my God, is this normal? She's yeah. like, yeah, you're just releasing, you know, emotions. Yeah. And I took lessons maybe for, I don't know, at least a year. 
And what I didn't know was that my guide, this was all part of the plan because at one point they said to me, you need to let go of your attachment to how you've been healing, which was hands-on because you need to serve in a bigger way. So you need to be, um, you know, doing the, the healing through your voice. And um, that's when, I think it was back in 2014, I was here in my home and my guide said, take your phone with you, go downstairs to the basement. And I have like a microphone down there and an amplifier and my guitar. And they said, turn on the microphone and just sit in front of the microphone and go into meditation. And so I was a little nervous because they said, take your phone and you're going to want to record this. I think they they knew that I wasn't going to believe what, you know, Mm -hmm. what happened. So I'm sitting in front of the microphone and I have my my iPhone like on my lap and I'm recording. Do you have any music musical background or no? I'm curious about that. um, I had taken some lessons like clarinet um Mm -hmm. and a couple of uh guitar lessons but but everything for me has been kind of just being a channel and receiving so i don't remember how to read music but um i have written songs and i just get like the chords and i'll get a melody and uh and i used to do this a lot and it feels like it's starting to come back again um, I would just record it on my iPhone mm-hmm. and then listen to it and then um, use my guitar to create the chords around it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the chair and all of a sudden um, I hear a voice that was not my voice. I'm like, and it, was, it was Ishtar, right? It's uh-huh. the consciousness that I channel. They're a group of, of Syrian souls, galactic souls, and they're kind of you know, the, the conductor of the symphony that now comes through my voice, mm-hmm. um, they will um, kind of create the container and bring in all the beings. And, and these days, you know, it's much more than them. It's uh, different um, beings uh, that are angelic, you know, galactic, Syrian, Venusian, um, I never know deities like Isis um, has been coming in more deeply. And with all of this, um, I started to remember more of, you know, other lifetimes that I had. Mm-hmm. And part of what starts to happen is, you know, those parts of you that you need to support you on your journey start to come back into your body. So let's say you were a healer in another life, you start to remember that. And that's what started to happen with me. I started to remember like, oh, you know, I've done this before. And I would practice like on family and friends, um, you know, and then I started to realize like, oh, I'm supposed to be, you know, really doing this. But I've, it's interesting for me, I've kept my foot kind of in the corporate and, and also do this at the same time. And and don't know how it's going to unfold because I'm going through another big, you know, transformation. But when we talk about, you know, my work as a shaman, so shamans, um, the work that shamans do is really um, traveling through different dimensions, you know, different realms, 
um, in the shamanic world, they talk about the lower world and the middle world and the higher world. And the lower world is kind of, you can think of it as like the shadow, the places within you where you might be holding trauma and wounds. The middle world is more like this earth that you see around you in the higher world is when you're moving into like angelic realms and other dimensions and realities. And what I discovered was that I had an ability to move between worlds that way. And that part of my gift was to be able to be um, the vessel to help those that I work with to access these energies. Yeah. Um, when people hear the word shaman, and you, you talk a little bit, like a few just a few seconds ago about what it is. Like, I want our audience, our listeners, listeners to be able to understand that word. What does it mean? And from what I'm gathering from you is the a shaman has this ability to travel into different worlds. Um, tell us a bit more, like what, what the shaman means? Like a lot of people don't understand that really. Yeah, and I, I think it's, you know, it, it could be um, interpreted slightly differently because there are, um, you know, people who train like in the Amazon jungles right, and with people right. uh, of lineage. For me, it just came all through naturally through my guides of um, helping me remember that I had been a shaman before, that I had been a healer, mm -hmm. you know, medicine woman, um, mm -hmm. different forms of, you know, um, shamanism. And so shamans also have an ability to kind of see um, into these different realms. And, you know, sometimes people will talk about like, oh, I went to take an ayahuasca, which is a medicine right. journey, right? Mm -hmm. Usually led by shamans uh, right. and a group of healers. So it's, it's being able to, to use that ability to see, um, ability to, to travel through different dimensions of realities to access energy that's going to help bring healing to the people who are experiencing it. Um, it's also, um, you know, uh, accessing different types of frequencies. So shamanic frequencies, um, many times you'll see shamans with like rattles. And so it's a specific, um, I feel like the shamanic frequencies are very earthly. They're very grounded. Um, you know, they use drums a lot. They use um, rattles. Um, I have rattles as well. Versus, you know, when you go into more of the higher world, which is angelic, the frequencies and vibrations are a little bit different. If, you, if you've ever heard like somebody singing that feels angelic, the vibrations are more celestial versus the shamanic are more grounded, more earthly, that you feel connected to the earth when that energy comes in. Um, and I call myself a modern day shaman because I'm traversing all of that. I'm not just doing the earthly, I'm going up into the higher realms to connect with, um, you know, galactic beings and with, and with um, the angelic beings. Um, but the shamans connect with like nature and spirit animals. So they work a lot, you know, it reminds me a lot of Native American, kind of that um, be belief system and that way of connecting. And it's all important. And I, um, my work connects with all those things. There are times when I'm bringing in, you know, tree spirits and 
you know, um, panthers, uh, lions, spirit animals, and then there's other times when it's angelics and, you know, um, beings from other planets. And I'm at a point where it kind of just becomes this symphony. And I also speak in light language, which is the original, you know, soul language. You can think of light language. It's kind of similar to when in the Christian faith where they speak in tongues. Tongues, right. You, know, you may not understand what's coming through, but your soul understands it. And so that, that soul part of you that is the higher part of you chose to take human form because it wanted both to continue its evolution, but also to help humanity. So we all chose to come here at this time. And part of the journey is to remember, you know, to remember like, why am I really here? What's my purpose? Mm. And surrendering right to that and so you keep practicing trusting and surrendering and sometimes it's hard because the ego gets in the way and goes no i'm scared you can't go there um but the more you practice you will know the difference of when your soul's coming in versus your ego your ego tends to be what some call like an inner critic so when you're hearing like oh you know negative words like what you just did that wasn't good or or it's trying to convince you like oh you can't do that like who do you think you are that's coming yeah. from your ego right that's not coming from your soul mm -hmm. and i like to think of the ego as you know a part of me it's still part of me but i'm not the ego it's yeah. the ego represents memories um experiences we've had but that is not who we really are yeah, it doesn't define you exactly yeah, yeah. it's it's helping you to right. to discover where do you need to bring more love where mm -hmm. do you need to shine some light because mm -hmm. ultimately we're all here for that to remember that love is our true essence yeah. and that's why that book was so significant a return to love for me yeah. Because I had completely um, forgotten, I had completely disconnected from the inside, from that love from within, and was seeking it outside of me. Mm -hmm. um, and still, you know, practicing, you know, because the, the deeper we go, we start to be aware of other things. Because we're like an onion, we're kind of peeling back the onion mm -hmm. to get to um, the place where where the soul can really be present. Um, and you need the ego because the ego helps us manifest in this physical world. But I like to think of it um, as, um, and this is the visual my, my guides gave me. It's like an air balloon. So if you think of an air balloon, the, it has a balloon up on top and then it has some cords that connect you to a basket. And then you know, when you're on the ground, the basket is tethered to the ground with rope. So you can think of the balloon as your soul and you can think of the basket as your ego. <clears throat> and the ego, right, is trying to keep you tethered to the things that's, that it's experienced because it's scared. Mm -hmm. And the soul is trying to elevate you to yeah. higher vibrations and frequencies but you need both right so the the goal is to right. kind of align your ego to elevate the ego elevate it to be in alignment with your soul 
And to do that, you have to bring love to that part of right. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I'm like nodding and like, yay, because I'm like, man, that, that is a very beautiful analogy of like, like your soul is the balloon that lifts you up. But then also that basket is your ego and our ego can also weigh us down. But yes, you know, but at the same time, like um, if, if we tune into ourselves and give ourselves the love that we deserve, then, you know, then we can be lifted up and be free. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, and I'm thinking of like, it's, it's, it's freedom, it's fulfillment. It's, yes. you know, like I, I picture this balloon right, lifting up and I'm just like, it's, it's free. Um, so, no, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. that's and, so and true. I, and uh, I love the analogy when they give it to me, they know I'm very visual. So they like to give me like visuals and symbols. And when I saw that kind of in my mind's eye, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Yes, the mm -hmm. ego is trying to weigh us down, but we can liberate our ego, right? To be more in alignment, to step back into the light, to fly with us, right? To rise with us and work together to create the life that we desire. And the life that we desire, sometimes we forget, like, what is that really? But it's in your heart. And that's why it's so important to tap into that part of you to have the moments of communion, whatever that is for you, if it's meditation, if it's walking, you know, if it's riding your bike, if it's, you know, meditation, um, we're all different. But having that time for you to not be in the noise, right, to try to go into um, some quiet and stillness is what then creates the space for you to have your aha moments to go like oh that was boy that was my ego getting triggered in that conversation i just had i started to feel myself getting angry or i started to feel sad right and that's an invitation so you, the ego is really helping us right because it's an invitation from both your your soul and your ego to go like, oh, what just happened? Like, why did I get so upset? And then you discover like, oh, something happened to me when I was little and yeah. it made me believe this about myself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as you bring the awareness, you get to help heal that part of you. And now you're holding more of your soul's light within you and more of your ego is now woven into yeah. that tapestry because it's a tapestry of uh mm -hmm. you know the energies of your soul yeah. so yeah um i remember i an example of my experience working with you right and um and how the importance of being aware of what happened to us right and as a trauma therapist like I'm, i always go there with clients right for myself i do need help too right we all we all do need guidance or support from other people but yes. like an example of what you just brought up of like how important it is for us to understand and become aware of what happened to us which is our ego right like um is, is to be able to heal that part and you know and i don't know if you you probably remember or i'm not sure right but um i remember that time we're in we were at your house and you were able to lead us into a meditation and brought us back to a time you know that was painful i don't know if that was the intention of the of the meditation or whatnot but what 
came up for me was that time where I was a little girl and I was, um, I was, um, my, my dad, I'm kind of choked up right now. Like, you know, was, was, he was upset and I've never seen my dad upset. And after that, I've never really, you know, had my dad like be so angry at me at that time. And I was three because I asked for something that I needed, or I was like, you know, and, and I was, I needed something and I spoke up and my dad was had, was in a lot of stress you know, and, and he got really mad. And then, and I took that as, oh my God, that's my fault. Mm. Right. That was my fault. I would never ask for anything again. Right. And then, and since then I've been carrying that around with me up to like my forties right now that I had never voiced what I wanted. Or if I do, like I really hold back and wait and do everything for myself because I didn't want to make other people mad or upset. If I ask for something that I needed. And then for me to see that in my vision during that experience with you and be able to understand like that's it and be able to heal from that, right? And be able to understand and heal and how that shows up in my life and how, you know, I need to heal that part of me, my inner child and 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 you know and take care of her, make her feel seen and heard and validated so that I can continue living my life being able to have a voice and to ask for what I need and know that I can do that. And that is okay. So. Yes, that's beautiful. And, and it is, you know, we constantly are going through these um, rebirthing cycles, I would call it, you know, where you're peeling back the onion a little bit further and you're noticing like, oh, I'm, you know, I've been repeating this pattern and it's not healthy. It's time to let it go. And so bringing the awareness, right, to all those opportunities. And I think something that's important is having compassion both for yourself and for other people. Because in the story you're sharing, like your dad didn't want to intentionally hurt you. And, no. and, and that's what I now know that nobody really wants to intentionally hurt us. Yeah. They're just projecting their own fears and stress and you know, their own woundedness onto, you know, each other. And we, we tend to get triggered most by our family members, by the people mm -hmm. closest to us. Um, and that's for, yeah, it's for a reason. It's because we're marrying to each other like, oh, I need to heal that part of me. Um, and it's a beautiful thing when you can kind of look back and say, oh, yeah, you know, they weren't really trying to hurt me. So forgiveness um, forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others is so important for me. That's been a big part of my um, healing journey. You know, I had to forgive my ex for the experiences I had. I had to forgive, you know, my uh, the perpetrator of my sexual abuse. Um, I've had to do a lot of forgiveness and forgive myself for the moments when, you know, I did things that I wasn't proud of because, um, I didn't understand. I wasn't at the same place that I am now. And it's important because forgiveness becomes like a weight in your heart. Um, when you don't, when you're holding something that weighs you down. And so forgiveness is like a liberator. It helps you to feel free to lift those burdens. And, um, you know, all of us tend to carry burdens that aren't even ours to carry. And so that's been a really healing um, process for me of, of bringing that into my practice to practice forgiveness of self and practice forgiveness of others. Yeah. What do most people misunderstand about your work? 
Mm, that's a good question. I think for some, and uh, and I'm a big believer in this, that you know I'm not meant to work with everybody. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you know it's like you. You probably feel this with your clients, that your clients are attracted to you because there's a vibration that they feel from you. There's a light. There's a, you know. Um, having been working with you and know you as a friend, you're very loving. And mm. I think you you hold that dear to your heart in working with people. Um, I'm the same way, but you know, I, I have had, I remember uh, people make comments about my paintings and you know, they weren't good comments. They were um, comments that if I would have listened to them, I would have stopped doing my artwork because they didn't understand the essence of my work and all my work is connected to the soul. So I would say that's probably the part that people misunderstand mm-hmm. um, about my work. Sometimes because of religious beliefs, um, you know, they may think, they may be afraid to work with me mm-hmm. because I am connecting with all these different beings and um, and before, you know, I wouldn't speak about it as much because I was concerned about people going like, oh my God, you know, what is she doing? And even had family members, not, not immediate family members, because I have felt accepted by my family, but like cousins and saying, well, that's not, you know, cause I was raised Catholic. That's not like acceptable in the Catholic religion. And and I started to realize like, you know, it's not about religion. It is the thread that connects us all is love. And as long as I stay focused in love, then I'm always going to be okay. And I also accept that not everyone is going to feel comfortable working with me. It may be scary to them because they've, um, have an experience that level of access to different energies and beings. So I accept that now that my work isn't for everybody, mm-hmm. um, but that I always focus on coming from a place of love and know that the people that I'm here to work with will recognize that. I am here as a teacher of teachers and a healer of healers because we all have those abilities. You know, we're all students and teachers at the same time. Um, There is no, you know, this is better, that's better. No, it's what's right for you in the moment. What's gonna help you get to the next place? Um, I am so inspired, um, you know, in the work I do in the Portal of Love, for example, and I was guided, right, to call it Portal of Love. Because that is my focus, is to help people remember that love is the alchemy. You know, love is the healer. It's your teacher. It's your guide. um, And your soul is love, right? That's, we came from love. Mm -hmm. And, but we have forgotten that. And so when I go into those higher realms, I could be having a bad day in the minute I let go of everything and just become that channel and vessel and go into that energy. I feel so loved. And then I feel so loved by the people that I'm serving. And that is what keeps me going. It lifts me. It gives me hope. It 
it opens the doorway for me to continue because I have to do work on myself and I also have teachers and you know healers that I work with to help me to make sure you know because we all have blind spots that I can keep serving from that place of love mm -hmm. and that's what inspires me um, I know that together we are going to transcend all this stuff there's no question in my mind and I get chills when I say this that we are going to create a new earth and we're going to do it together because it only takes a majority who are thinking in that way who are being kind and simple things like being kind to yourself mm -hmm. and to others that energy of kindness of love is contagious and you know you doing a small gesture for somebody else is going to open the doorway for them to do the same for somebody else and it's kind of like you pass it on and it's through sure. that that connection that we are going to change this world and you know and, and everyone has a different role some people are playing bigger roles some people are playing smaller roles but you are playing an important role because whatever you are doing if it's with your family with your children you know, with colleagues, you are playing an important role by planting the seed and by just being you. And that's what we're being asked to do. Just be that love in the world. And just by being that love in the world, you are already impacting the vibration and the frequency and you're helping to make the changes that need to happen on this world. Yeah. You're you're showing so much love and kindness right now um, through your words and uh, and you're being true to yourself because whenever you show up and take care of other people and become and become a vessel right uh, of love and care and understanding and kindness um, it, that's your truth right that's why you keep doing it too and you feel fulfilled and free because you're being yourself um, but how do you take care of yourself, right? That's the as a healer, you're, you know, you're you're taking on a lot, um, and you're giving off a lot too. And although that fulfills you and, and makes you feel happy, you know, I want to know how you take care of you. Yeah, and, and it's great because I was already thinking that you know this was the direction um, we needed to talk about yeah. because we we do forget especially healers who are used to giving, giving, giving. I'm sure you've experienced this. You really want to help, you know, mm -hmm. and we forget about ourselves. And I'm actually going through a period right now where I was told you need to pull back, pull back on things that um, are taking energy that right now shouldn't be your focus. So, you know, I have my day job and I'm also doing my spiritual work. And so I, you know, it's hard for me because in human design, I'm like a generator. I'm like an energizer bunny, right? Like I <laughs> keep going, but then I keep going so much that I, you know, um, then feel exhausted and the energies are very intense right now. So I am listening and, um, you know, have completely pulled back. I'm still working with clients, but it's a small amount of clients. I'm doing the portal of love. Um, you know, trying to do things that nourish me, 
like my artwork really nourishes me when I'm in front of a canvas and I just, you know, I just feel so free of just allowing the energies. And I never know how the canvas is going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way for me to reconnect with my soul, to nourish my body. You know, I need to be um, walking in nature. Nature is a way to nourish. And I was, you know, before we we came on here, I wrote some notes around, you know, that's a a great self-care tip is to take a walk in nature. Nature's alive, flowers, plants, trees, you know, animals. And they're here to support us. And it's like we have gotten so immersed in the doing and the doing and the doing and in the outside world, we have forgotten that all this natural environment is here to support us on our journey. Mm-hmm. So for me, self-care, you know, I religiously get a massage every two weeks. Oh. Um, I religiously work with my acupuncturist. Um, and, and mind you, um, I work with people that I know are part of my, uh, my team mm-hmm. who um, get me, who I am, who can connect in energetically. So my masseuse, you know, she gets visions and she does energy work on me besides doing the body work and the body work is very important because you probably know this trauma gets stuck in different parts of our body and sometimes you need to help that trauma release through touch Mm -hmm. and so there's many different modalities but Mm -hmm. massage works really well for me to help um, you know, release the energies. In fact, I was on the table last week and had a huge release mm-hmm. and I was just sobbing and sobbing. And it was an old um, trauma connected to the feminine part of me and it was connected to my mother line. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. I saw like all these females from my ancestry standing in line and I could just see all this bright light in front of us and one by one they were walking back into the light. And it's like, by me opening up to heal this part of me, I was helping them heal as well. Mm-hmm. So um, self-care for me um, looks like that, you know, taking a walk in nature, um, taking a nice warm bath. I love, I love to take you know, warm baths <laughs> with like essential oils and I'll put rose petals in there. Oh. And it looks different for everybody, but yeah. but I definitely recommend that you um, you know get support in helping you um, release the energies from your body. I also you know work with a you know spiritual teacher, um, someone who's in the UK who channels um, also, and just felt very connected to her because I knew that I was deepening into my channeling and I needed somebody who understood that, Mm -hmm. who could help me, um, you know, go into the places where there was still fear around completely surrendering. So, you know, those are some of the the things that um, for me really um, are nourishing. And, you know, journaling is another thing. And you know, like automatic writing, if some of you have heard around that when I like to do it, like after meditation, where I may just hold mm-hmm. a question in my heart and you could start simple, like, you know, my dearest soul, you know, what do I need to know in this moment and just hold it in your heart and then just 
hold the pen in your hand and without judgment, just write whatever comes through. And mm -hmm. you're going to be surprised that, you know, the more you surrender to that, you're going to start to get messages of things that maybe, you know, um, you didn't have clarity on. And your soul is always going to speak to you in a very loving way. But it's also an opportunity to just let out, you know, what needs to be released. And so journaling for me has been extremely healing. The automatic writing is more of a connection to trying to get messages right from your soul. And we forget that we are such powerful beings of light that just by calling something in, it comes. And so I invite all of those listening to start calling in your soul, start calling in that higher part of you um, to be with you. Um, start feeling what it feels like to have that connection. For me, I know because I get the goosebumps mm -hmm. and I get the tingling in my head. My, mm -hmm. my head is like my truth meter. Mm -hmm. So I know when something is being spoken that is truthful, I get those goosebumps, those God bumps, the tingling feeling. And, um, and I know what it feels like to feel connected. So I call in my soul by saying the words, but I also put my hands on my heart and it's a way for me to bring that part of me more deeply. And so I would invite people to include that as part of your self-care, you know, connect in yeah. with the part of you that just loves you so deeply, loves yeah. you unconditionally, wants to see you happy, wants to see you joyful wants to guide you on that pathway. And love, you know, really is the answer to every question and use that love to, you know, help, help you heal the parts of you that, like you were saying, want to be seen, want to be heard, want to be loved. Our ego wants all of that. Yeah. And so we, you know, we can easily bring that love to those parts of us. Yeah. I'm definitely getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful and so valuable. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of women listening right now definitely could resonate with everything that you've shared. Um, and, the, you know, and the, it's harder to love ourselves. Like as women, it's so much easier to put others first and to love others first and, and, yeah. and forget about ourselves. Um, and for, for your, your message today is all about love, right? And, and tuning into yourself. Yeah, and I would and I would take it further to say devotion to self mm, and not from yeah. an ego perspective, but devotion to self from a caring perspective and you talk about you know women that is the energy that is rising the sacred feminine mm. there used to be such a reverence and in some cultures there still is yeah. um, but we are bringing them back um, we are we are we are rising into that sacred feminine because we all have both the feminine and the masculine and you need them to kind of dance together to be woven together the feminine is the creator, she's the initiator, she's the nourisher, she's the mother, right? The masculine is the father, is the um, creator of manifesting into the world. So you have to work together. And the, 
And the masculine is the doer and the feminine is the beer, right? So being and doing, and I kind of, mm. it's kind of this stance, like there's some times when you're going to be doing because you're, you're bringing something into the world or you're doing something for your family or your clients. And then there is moments when you're being called inside to be that sacred feminine, to just be, to just be in the moment. And the being can be in nature, it could be in your home, but it's about taking time for yourself. And yeah. really, um, in, in my book, I call it devotion to self. Because yeah. the more you, you understand and can love yourself in that way, the easier you can do it for somebody else but you have yeah. to nourish you first. It's like putting the, you know, if you're on, a, on an airplane, putting the, the, the air mask on first for yourself mm -hmm. and then for others. Um, we forget about that. And um, putting that as part of your practice, you could write a little post-it note, like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> take some love time for me um, oh, to mm -hmm. remind you, I need some love time, you know, and, yeah. uh, and then doing whatever that is for you. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I still have to be reminded yeah. by my guys like, oh, you're working too much. You need to pull back. And so um, you have to be okay listening because divine timing is not the same as world timing. Um, uh -huh. It's not always going to match. And you may think, oh, I need to get this out now. Um, it's like when I was getting ready to launch the portal of love. I kept being delayed and delayed and I had to be okay with that, that the energy had to be right for the creation of what I was bringing into the world to match and it needed to gestate. And so you have to be willing to wait for when it's time to birth something. And it always doesn't match what your ego is thinking. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, our ego's telling us, just do it, just do it. Yes, and exactly. And then our inner soul is like, just be, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, Anamani, it's always such a pleasure, like, you know, just being in your presence, just sharing a space with you. Um, I have a few fire, fire, rapid fire questions and then, you know, and then sure. I'll let you go. But this yeah. is um, uh, a quick fun stuff that I'll ask you a quick question and you just give me a one word or one sentence answer. Okay. okay? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Who is a famous person you would like to meet dead or alive and why? Dead or alive. Mm -hmm. um, I would say Oprah. Mm. Why? Um, I've, she's been in my visions and I love mm. what she brings to the world and I would love to meet her. Yeah. Um, where would you rather be right now? Say that again? Where would you rather be right now? Oh, um, on the ocean. Yeah. yeah. You were going to say somewhere in nature. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love water. And mm -hmm. the water speaks to me. Mm. Yeah. And I'm a Pisces, so ah. I just have this connection um, with water. It, it's very healing for me. Yeah. What's your superpower? I think um, my superpower is seeing beyond the physical. Yeah. And... Yeah being able to see someone beyond 
their ego and really connect in with their soul and uh and to be able to open that you know love open that heart open the mind to reconnect with the truth within us yeah what's your weakness or kryptonite <laughs> kryptonite yeah um yeah i i would say that um I still get pulled into the outside world and I, I don't see it as a weakness. I, I've come to understand that it's all part of the journey, mm -hmm. that you can't teach what you haven't experienced yourself. Yeah. So I kind of look at it differently now that um, I just need to be aware and be cautious of you know, when I'm making decisions to make sure I'm making them from a place of connection within my heart versus am I really, am I making a decision because I feel driven by the outside world in some way? Is it, you know, an ego-driven desire versus it, is it really a heart desire, soul desire? And so I still have to practice, you know, because there are moments when I'm getting pulled out, you know, I'm in that basket, right? And the ego is weighing me down and pulling me out and distracting me from um, the focus that my soul is wanting me to have. And so I continue practicing that and will continue practicing that. And I think it gets, you know, easier over time. But I tell people, um, you know, I'm still in a human body. Right. And so, you know, I practice what I preach and sometimes I have to be reminded like, hey, you know, my soul, my guides will remind me or others because sometimes you get messages through others and you and then you become aware like, ooh, yeah, I just got pulled into something. Um, so I need to look at it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's been the hardest part for me, you know, is this tug of war between the soul and the ego. But um, I'm at a point where the awareness is there. I think what used to take, you know, years and months to heal is happening much more quickly, not just yeah. for me, for all of us, because yeah. we're needed in the world. Mm. So, yeah, I'm grateful for all the support that I get, both spiritually and physically. Mm. And, yeah, I've made friends with my ego. I used to think the ego was the enemy. Because um, I used to hear people saying that, and now I understand the ego plays a really important role in our in our journey, and so I really love the ego as like my child, yeah. and uh, and just pay more attention now in a different way than I used to. Yeah. Oh, Anomani, thank you so much for joining me today. I would like to give you uh, an opportunity to invite our listeners to um, anything that you have coming up or offering. Absolutely. So I have a retreat coming up in Canada. So any of our yes. diva girls who are in Canada or any U.S. girls, because mm -hmm. um, we, we have some U.S. folks coming as well. It's called the Sisters of the Rose Women's Retreat. It's only open to about 12 people. We have about 10 seats left. It's mm -hmm. in a beautiful, um, 
It's called Water's Edge Estate. It's in the Blue Mountains in Ontario, Canada. Mm. It's a property on a five acre uh, and there's a lake there. And the if if you don't know about the rose, the the flower, the rose is the highest frequency flower on the planet. And um, I mm. have always Did loved roses. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, if, if you've ever smelled a rose, you know that immediately the fragrance kind of pulls you in mm-hmm. and lifts you to a different place. So you could be sad and all of a sudden you smell a rose and then all of a sudden your mood changes. It's because it's a very high vibration flower. And um, in this retreat, part of what we're going to be doing is entering into this temple of divine love but it's, it's your temple. We're helping you to reconnect with your own temple of divine love, connecting in with your sacred feminine. I'm co-facilitating this with Pamela Jane Gerand, who is an amazing singer and poet and you know healer. And so we're gonna have um, instruments. We're gonna be doing sound alchemy. We'll be doing you know sacred gathering and ritual together and movement. Um, I think we're going to have somebody come in to to guide some some movement um, together and dance, and an opportunity for you to also have a little bit of time for yourself on the property. You know, there's um, canoes and bikes and trails. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's October 28th to the 30th. Oh. The mm-hmm. uh, early bird is through September 30th. Um, the if you go to my website anumani speaks.com so a n u m a n i s p e a k s.com and right on the home page there's a link to the landing page pamela and i actually um, have two videos on the landing page we recently did a little live and just building the momentum to um, the retreat I've already had visions of, you know, many beings and angels that are going to be with us. And, and the rose connects a lot into the energy of like the Magdalene's Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, um, but many other beings. Um, I'm very connected to goddesses like Isis. And so they're all going to be present with us really to help people reconnect into their hearts, to replenish, to renew you know, to get support from each other. So forming a, a sacred container of beautiful sisters of the rose who are gonna join together to bring love, you know, to themselves and to each other. So I'm really looking forward um, to this. Yeah, it sounds so delicious. Like <laughs> it's so enticing. Um, we do have a couple of diva girls up in Canada. So I'll make sure that they know about that. Um, and. Uh, don't worry, folks, if you didn't get that, it will be on, on the show notes, everything, all the information um, and more about Anumani and how you can connect with her on the show notes. Um, I want to give Anumani the last words and then we'll say goodbye. Well, we're going to say goodbye with Anumani's last words. So anything else that you would like to tell our listeners as we part ways with them for now? Yes, I would just like to say to believe in you believe in the importance of you being here at this time believe in love and 
your ability to step forward and create the life that you desire, remembering that it all comes from within. And when you connect with your soul in that, in that higher wisdom, that it doesn't have to be difficult. It's the ego that, that makes sometimes challenges, but just surrender to the flow that comes through your heart, through your soul, and let it open the doorways and the passageway to a life that I know we are all capable of having and enjoying, you know, every moment because it's in the present moment that we are connected to that higher part of us. It's only in the present moment where we can connect with the soul part of us. So enjoy every moment in that way. And I just want you to know how loved you truly are. You all have spiritual teams and guides who love you so deeply. Your soul loves you deeply. And I love you deeply because I feel that connection to all of you and to all that is. So I just want to shower you in that unconditional love. Thank you, Anamani. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Diva Girl Tribe. Become a member and join our Diva Girl 411 Facebook group.